Welcome to BitFirst Byte, a weekly podcast about the web industry, tools and techniques upcoming and in use today. My name is Adam Listek, a web developer from Northern California and Central Illinois. And today I want to talk about hosting. So what is hosting? Well, and, and keep in mind that this episode is very much geared towards um, small business. This is a question that comes up a lot uh, for me. And so I kind of wanted to just go over the basics and kind of what to look for. So what is hosting? So hosting is where your website will live. You know, it's where the files are stored and it's what makes the site actually function. This is true whether it's at like a WordPress site, a regular old HTML site, you know, with just the, the old way of doing it with those flat files that you code, or, or the most complicated e-commerce site that you can think of. You know, at its core, it's just where the files themselves are stored, and then it uses some sort of processing, oftentimes PHP, but there's a lot of other languages that can run these types of sites. So what are you looking for in hosting? Well, this partly depends on what kind of site you're running and what software you need. Now, if you're starting out and you're running just a basic WordPress.org, um, the open source version of WordPress, because you can get a WordPress site like WordPress.com, which is certainly an option. But if we're talking about hosting and your own type of site, then WordPress.org, say you're using that, you need a host that will offer PHP, for example. Uh, that's the language that WordPress is written in. And MySQL, which is the database where the data is actually stored. But if you use something like Magento, it's a very similar setup, but then there can be other requirements. It depends on versions of PHP, versions of MySQL, uh, some add-ons that sometimes you need. And just because you have all of these um, components, that doesn't necessarily mean that your site will perform or work the way you want. So it's very important that you're looking for a host that is keeping itself up to date. You know, and, and this is especially true with something like PHP. It's been the case that for many uh, lower cost hosting providers for many years, you know, they weren't keeping up with like the PHP versions, which they have um, not only security implications, but performance implications. So it's important to look for a host that is on top of that. So the latest version of PHP that just released, for example, is 7.2. Now, you don't necessarily have to expect the host to have the latest, um, and it's not always desired depending on what you're running because just having the latest sometimes doesn't mean that the actual product you're using to host the site is always up to date with that. Uh, in the case of WordPress, it'll run, but uh, not everything will. But you should at least have version 7.0 and above, ideally 7.1. And that's just the example with PHP. You know, MySQL is a little less of an issue with that, if only because it's been around a very long time, well, as PHP has, but the security issues surrounding it, and while there are some, um, it, it's a more stable product in the long term. So it is important, regardless, though, that you're looking for a host that is really going to make sure to keep up with the industry and then offer you 
up-to-date packages that you are then able to upgrade to as time comes and downgrade if something goes wrong. So many times hosting will offer a lot of different services. And this is true for all those kind of panels that you look on there that are like the one-click installs of this or uh, the generic kind of um, control panel or admin panel that you see. And there are some things you absolutely need, like PHP or MySQL, depending on the software, but a lot of things are just upsells. Um, some of these are like marketing um, add-ons. Uh, some of them are uh, ad type of add-ons. Uh, so you really have to just take a look and see, well, what matters and what doesn't. Sometimes you can get away with just you know, the, the basics. And honestly, most of the time you should start there. Because the more stuff you add on, oftentimes the complexity increases and it's just too much. So you, you do need to be careful with that. Uh, and if you're just starting small, then making it less complicated goes a long way towards making your life a lot easier. You know, so mostly what you're looking for is reliability, ease of use, and cost effectiveness. Now that isn't to say, though, that you should go with the cheapest host out there. Um, the problem is, and you might have heard this if you're looking around, is that they use something called shared hosting mostly. And it's not inherently bad, but if you think about it, due to their business interests, which means they're trying to cram as many different um, sites onto one server as they can. So if one, you know, your site or another site starts eating up all those resources, you know, oftentimes they'll say unlimited this or that, but in reality, what will happen is your site or someone else's site will be throttled, um, you know, slowed down uh, or booted off the service. Uh, and you, you often rarely get the best performance out of your site. And generally what you see actually is that at random times, your site just slows down. Like you can't get a consistent amount of performance out of it. And it's really due to other people, other neighbors on that same server eating up those resources. So it's not bad, especially if you are using a, um, you know, a, a type of install that's maybe a small you know, site or a very not complicated site. But the larger you get and the more things you need, it's definitely not the way to go. And if you do anticipate getting a lot of traffic and a lot of hits, you should definitely steer clear of those and look for a more managed and better host out there. Uh, there's a lot of them. It's hard to recommend one over the others, but um, you know, look. They're, they're they're definitely getting better over the years. But look around and read reviews. Um, you know, as a problem with reviews, of course, is that the most vocal are always the ones that have had the most problems. So it's hard to sometimes get a sense of what is really a good host out there. But look around, see what people offer and what's out there, and you should be able to get a sense of, you know, what would be a good one. So I want to kind of go over domain names a bit since it's not strictly, you know, with hosting, but it plays into it because these kind of go together more times than not. So, you know, what are domain names? They're just the addresses used to navigate to your site. They're composed of a few parts, but you really just need to know that there's a name portion, like list consulting for myself, and then a suffix such as .com or .edu. And you can optionally add a www or not in front of there, 
which really doesn't matter anymore. And incidentally, it's called a naked domain when it's omitted. So if it's without the www, um, not that that really ever comes up, but interesting fact. And so the only other part of that is the protocol. And that's really if you see SSL or not. So HTTP versus HTTPS. And it's really just dependent on if you have that SSL cert, which regardless though, is highly recommended for all sites to have. Regardless if you're a small site, e-commerce or anything else, um, it's just a really good thing to have. So what do you need to know about domains? Well, there are a few ways to buy these, uh, and many companies offer all-in-one services, and that's stuff like GoDaddy, where you buy the domain, the hosting, and everything together. And it's convenient, um, and there's nothing bad about it per se, but the one downside that I often see is that if you end up not liking the hosting or you outgrow its needs, it can be difficult to migrate to another service, and it's just very much not a user-friendly process. So what I generally recommend, and especially if you're a bit more tech-savvy, is that you know you use a company like Namecheap, what I happen to use, uh, to buy the domain, and then you point the domain to the name servers of the host that you want to use. And name servers are just what are listening when you navigate to your domain name and then tell the browser what server to respond with. And so it makes it really easy to kind of switch around. Uh, you would really just change the name server configuration for your domain, and all of a sudden, you're on a different host. When you're migrating hosts, there's more to it than that, but that part you don't have to wait around then for, you know, can I, when, do, when does my domain name get migrated to wherever I'm going? Or it's just a lot simpler. And the other question that comes up about domains a lot is that, you know, using multiple domain names for one site is just fine. You can have as many as you want going to it. Um, I generally, you know, recommend you get a few of them uh, related to your name. You don't have to get all of them, uh, especially if you don't foresee a problem with it. Uh, but as long as you're doing a, what's called a 301 redirect, which is a permanent redirect to your main site, then you'll be just fine. And this is also what Google recommends. You know, as long as you're doing a 301, it's just fine. So this can have benefits for SEO, and, but really it's more for just general marketing and making sure that no one takes a related domain of yours. And this is especially true if you have a somewhat sensitive domain um, or a personal domain. So for example, like, you know, I have adamlistic.me, uh, perhaps someone's get adamlistic.com and make a parody site. I'm not important enough for that to matter, but um, the point stands that depending on what it is, you know, you can do these kind of things and it can make a difference. You know, you can't protect obviously against all and you have to weigh cost of ownership um, because, you know, it does cost a couple bucks every year for each domain versus, you know, what you reasonably want to have. So you need to kind of weigh those things, but it is worth making sure that you, you have what you need. And something else that isn't always done, um, at least I haven't seen always done, but you, if you're able to, you should really do, is if you can easily get SSL certificates, such as through Let's Encrypt, then make sure that the SSL versions 
of your redirected domains also function. So that's to say like my primary domain is adamlistic.me, but I also own adamlistic.com and I want to redirect that over to my .me version. Well, I want to make sure that my .com version also listens on SSL. So if you type in HTTPS adamlistic.com, it's going to redirect you over to the SSL version of .me, but it won't just kind of fail or give you a big fat error message. So, you know, it, it's important to kind of have all those variations and that security all kind of buttoned up because it makes for a much better experience uh, and it can just generally help your site. You know, some other notes and things that kind of come up, you know, in the past few years, the two things that really seem to matter are speed and security. So find a host that will make your, you know, your site perform very well is important. And find one that doesn't skimp on security. You know, they're very active in scanning uh, their own servers and your site if you can. And making sure that they have well-stated security policies and they're keeping up to date on industry news and vulnerabilities that come out. Um, because, and this is especially true in the past couple of years, there have been a lot of vulnerabilities, a lot of new security problems. And making sure that you have a host that is actively keeping up with that and doing their best to mitigate those problems, it's really important. You know, especially, the, you know, if you start worrying about your customer data and leaking problems and what happens if your site gets defaced, not only for, you know, the... Um, implications of yourself, but the cleanup, it's just bad business. So visitors are expecting a secure and fast performance site. So looking, you know, for a host that can provide those two things is just really important. You know, one other note about e-commerce sites. For hosting with e-commerce, it's really important not that you take into a, uh, consideration PCI, and what that is, is a set of standards um, that dictate, you know, uh, best practices for security. Uh, and this isn't like a law, but it's set forth by the consortium of uh, credit card companies. And, you know, they, it shifts liability from you to them if you're correctly doing um, the PCI, limiting your liability and... Um, in addition to just being a good set of best security practices. So if you are getting into the e-commerce world, you either need to be making sure you can meet these requirements or you have a host that can do this. In my opinion, it's best to offload um, that to a managed host if you can. It's a lot to take on, um, especially if you're smaller. Um, and there are hosts like Shopify, um, for example, that just handle all of that e-commerce stuff, uh, offer two-factor, secure you know, site, and that's all they do, and they'll work fine. Uh, there's a lot of different alternatives out there, but ultimately, you know, having a host that can abide by those requirements and making sure you are protected is crucially important in the e-commerce world. So make sure that you're looking for that. Um, and being aware of that as you're kind of looking for a host and a place to put your site, uh, especially if you're doing the e-commerce stuff. So that kind of wraps us up. Um, kind of a 
breakdown of you know the questions I tend to get and uh, what you really should be looking for um, in a host and you know and what to do with your domain names because they kind of go together as I've seen. So you know, let me know uh, what you use for your host and provider and what your experiences are with them. You know, follow this podcast on Twitter at bitvbyte and Facebook at slash bitvbyte, and let me know what you're used. You know, um, I'm very curious to find what hosts are good uh, and what people's experiences are with them. So thank you for listening, and I hope you join us next week.